0: Welcome everybody to the Sideline Speaks. Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. No Brittany Jones tonight. Britt had some stuff going on with work, so she couldn't uh, be here tonight. But me and Kay Walker are going to hold it down. A lot of great stuff to talk about. So it's going to be a great show, even without the lovely
1: Brittany Jones. K Walker, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, all of all is well, man. All is well. Nursing a little injury, man, but I'm good to go. And, um, yeah, looking forward to another great one, even without Britt. Well, we're yeah. going to do our best to hold it down for Yeah, we're going to do yeah. our best
0: here, man. Lucky for us, there's a lot going on right now. Basketball, football, coaches losing their jobs, a playoff yeah, game probably. tonight. So we got a lot of great stuff to get into. Uh, let's start right there, K-Walk, with some coaches, man, that ha- have been let go i us start with Monty Williams, man. He was the first yeah. to go. Obviously, Phoenix gets eliminated by Denver. Really kind of in an embarrassing fashion, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what? If, if you're going to lose to the number one seed, okay, fine. But but to not really compete, to get blown out on your home floor, I thought it was yeah. a bad look. Uh, apparently, the, the ownership in Phoenix felt the same way, and they let Monty go. What were your thoughts on Monty Williams being fired?
1: Yeah, it was a it was tough, man. When I first heard it, I didn't believe it at first. I was yeah. like, no, they're 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 joking. This is one of those fake, you know, fake news or fake reports, but it was reported, you guys reported it in, in the uh in a thread as well. So I was like, wow, did that definitely didn't see it coming, uh for sure. I thought that you couldn't really put that on anyone in particular. If you're gonna put it on anyone, you could put it on DeAndre Ayton, but you know, it's not enough to you know trade him away or anything like that, especially after him signing that 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 big deal recently yeah i just thought they were undermanned, man i just thought that the, um that the fact of the matter is is that bench wasn't there that trade for kd took a lot of their weapons off of the bench away from them and i thought that was ultimately what you know what um you know what their demise was and then after the, the last game of the of the series ultimately you know deandre Aiden goes down with that rib injury i know he was no joker was beating him up but i didn't know he was yeah. beating him up that bad he was tenderizing yeah. those ribs but yeah um overall man it was surprising to me. I liked Monty. Um, I immediately thought KD has something to do with that because that's what you you normally do is like why Monty Williams? Why is he the scapegoat at all? You know, out of all people, um, you know, in, in this particular situation. So again, it was surprising to me. I thought he was a good coach. I still think he's a good coach. I think he's a good fit for that particular uh, those particular guys. I just think they did have to get you know a little deeper, um, you know, on the bench. But yeah, definitely surprising to me, Jay. And I, I would I'm not be surprised if we, we see him coaching somewhere um, next season, for sure.
0: Yeah, man. Well respected around the league. I mean, every everybody loves this guy, and you can't argue with the success that he's had. I mean, yeah. No one was talking about Phoenix at all before Monty Williams got there. They were in the basement of the West, so he really turned that thing around. Like you, I was surprised too, man. I I, I knew they, you know, with obviously when you add KD, expectations go up. But when you just looked at the matchup, Denver was the better, much deeper team. So I don't yeah. know that you can really hold that against Monty. Exactly. But, but I do think some of the problems with DeAndre Ayton um, and then maybe the way that they just didn't compete, plus new ownership. Maybe they just want to put their right. mark on the team and kind of make the hires that they want to hire. But I agree with you 100 percent. I think Monty will um, find a new home shortly. Mm-hmm. Um Let's talk Doc Rivers man cuz was it news broke today I think today, that the yeah, Doc today. Doc's going to yeah. be let go he won't be returning in Philly. I kind of had a feeling that maybe mm-hmm. this one was going to happen. I wasn't as yeah. surprised but what were your thoughts on Doc being let go?
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought this was – I wasn't surprised as much as I was with Monty Williams for sure. I, I didn't expect it to happen, but I'm not surprised at the same time because of the fact that the matter is if you listen to James Harden after that Game 7 loss uh, to the Celtics and someone asked him about, you know, you know, Doc Rivers and did he feel like he should come back, you know, he kind of – excuse me you know he kind of brushed it off you know yeah. he answered it but didn't answer it at the same time yeah and um it kind of led you believe that you know maybe james harden had something to do with that but i think the writing was on the wall for doc uh for the most part uh because of the fact that the matter is um you know he's he's <clears throat> excuse me his track record is not great you know in game sevens and um he kind of lost that team you know towards the end uh if you will some of the question marks and people still holding them against, uh, <laughs> holding it against him. You know, with the whole Tobias Harris and Jimmy yeah. Butler situation, yeah. they're still holding that <laughs> over his head. They won't let that go. Um, but yeah, so it was like it was a no win situation for him. If they won, they were going to win despite of him. If they lost, they were going to lose because of him. So it was a no lose situation for him. But well, he was there for three years, um, and you know, they they had. I think they had one of the best records in the last three years overall top three records, um, overall in the regular season. But when it came down to the, um, when it came down to the, uh, uh, the, the postseason, is he just didn't perform there. You know, last year he got outed by the, by the, uh, the, the heat this year. And, and, by the, of course, by the Celtics and took him to game seven, but yeah, um, not surprised there, Jay. Um, will he have, will he, I'll be surprised if he's coaching next year. I can see him in the booth somewhere, yeah. you yeah. know, you know, talking about X's and O's and things of that nature. I don't see him getting a, a job anytime soon, to be honest with you, Jay. I think, I think that might have been his last hurrah, yeah. if you will, as a head coach, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, man. It's funny because <laughs> I think sometimes in the NBA, some of these franchises just become a victim of expectations. Like you look mm-hmm. at Milwaukee, they let Booz and yeah. go. Monty's yeah. let go. Um, Doc let go on all playoff teams, you yes. know. But yes. when the expectations are like championship or bust, The coach is going to take the fall. But I agree with you, man. Like when you lose 10 game sevens, like when you give up 3-1 leads, 3-2 leads, and you keep constantly losing these series, at some point you got to face the music. Like this might just be who he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So I I wasn't surprised. I think it might be good for Philly to go in a different direction anyway. Uh, I was a little shocked by like James Harden kind of shrugging that question off. Because I think there's a lot of questions about his future as well. I mean, uh, this guy was a ghost the other day mm-hmm. in Boston. He certainly didn't show up. Do you yeah. expect Harden to be back
1: in Philly K Walk? There's rumors that he wants to go back to Houston. Um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised in that, Jay. I think it was one of those things where it was like at the end of the season, a lot of people were posing the question: if the if the Sixers don't advance, <clears throat> Who one of these guys have to go, whether it be Doc, whether it be James Harden, um, because both of them were obviously uh, Doc was on the hot seat and James Harden. You know, he has I believe he's a free agent this year, isn't he? I believe he signed that. Uh, deal. so. Yeah. So he's a free agent. But um, so, yeah, it was it was I was very surprised the way he answered that question and shrugged that question off about Doc. He just made it seem like he made it seem like uh, I really don't care. I made it seem, I mean, when you bring this question up, it makes you think that is he going to be is does he have his eyes set on another destination? Yeah. Um, will he does he want to be there? Um, and I think the, the Sixers did that and said, OK, Harden, we got rid of Doc. Now, you know, we're going to we're going to say we're taking you over him. I mean, for him to disappear in that in that series, like you called him a ghost. Um, literally, he only had nine points, man, in that game. That's that's just ridiculous Amazing that's ridiculous you have pj tucker outscoring you you know that's a shame um so yeah man it's going to be interesting to see um houston i didn't hear i haven't heard anything about Harden going any other place but houston interesting destination there i really i know they were one of the the one of the uh worst teams record wise in the league they kind of turned it on the, the latter part of the season but not good enough not not well enough to uh to make any real noise but Houston that's uh, an interesting destination for sure unless he you knows something that we don't know as far as yeah. you know someone yeah. else going there but interesting move there.
0: Yeah, man. And <laughs> other other than obviously like let's talk about that game 7 a little bit. Obvi- I mean yeah. Jason Tatum played out of his mind yeah. obviously. But what else went wrong for Philly? Like when you break down that game, what did you see?
1: Just no, no desire, no energy, no just, just no um, willingness, no heart. It's like it was like the first game of the series, or they were up 3-0. They it looked like they were playing in a game that they felt like they had, um, you know, they had room, uh, wriggle room to to, to lose <laughs> yeah. again. That's what, yeah. that's what that's what that's why they looked. And then it just it just, you know, uh, we know the the situation with Jason Tatum, but you'd have to throw a lot of that in there as well. But that doesn't excuse what you know what you got out of Embiid. MVP in the seventh game um, in the playoffs. Um, NBA scored 15 points. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Harden had nine points. P.J. Tucker had 11 points. And Tobias Harris was their leading scorer with 19 points. It, it, that just doesn't make sense. When you look at that going in, you know you're going to get blown out. And you get blown out by, what, 20, 30, whatever, whatever the number was? Yeah. It just seems, showed to me, Jay, to answer the question again, it just showed me that they had no heart, no desire. I don't know what it was. They were right there. All they had to do was perform the same way they did the previous game or close to it, and they, I thought they would they, would, they would want to win that game. I really thought that. I really thought that Jason Tatum and the Celtics tapped out even though they were playing on their home court. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, man. It looked like they didn't realize they were playing in a game yeah. seven. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like they had more opportunities yeah. in the series <laughs> later. And and, and that, that uh, look, winning a game seven on the road is hard. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone would have been mad if they just lost the game. But again, the way that they lost the game, it felt like they didn't compete. You get your doors completely blown off. You quit. I think to me, that's part of the problem. And I think some of that's got to be on Doc. Like you got to have your guys ready to play. And then the other thing, man, like we, we crush stars when they don't show up in big games and Embiid did not show up. Harden, absolutely awful performance, embarrassing performance, in my opinion, Do you give Embiid a slight pass because I guess he's injured? I I mean, obviously he's probably not 100%. To me, if you're out there playing, you're Mm -hmm. out there playing. But how do you feel about Embiid's performance?
1: No, Jay, because he he he's one of those guys who doesn't make excuses out there. You know, he he's come out and said that. Listen, if I can play, if I can walk, I can play, and I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the best I can. And like you said, I you know he was he's hurt, he's not injured, he's able to go. He's the MVP. He's always talked about him being you know you know him being that guy that's willing to go out there and play. You know, if he can walk, he can he can play. And after the game, he mentioned he said him and he and Harden can't do it by themselves. Absolutely not. If you're only scoring twenty six, twenty four <laughs> points, right. and you know combined, you know absolutely not. You're not going to be able to do it by yourselves. So it kind of felt like you know it. There was something going on there, you know, within the you know within the locker room, within 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 the within the, uh, the laundry room, if you will. But you know they didn't want to air that dirty laundry, so. Um, yeah, I think M doesn't. I don't think he gets a pass for this, man. I really don't. Really don't think he does. Sixers fans may say, "Oh, he played hurt." It's seven game. You seven game. You go out there. You got to give more than fifteen points, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. If 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 your leg has to fall off, then you have to do that, man. I mean, that's yeah. what you have to do. Uh, a la Willis Reed just come out there. If you got mm-hmm. a limp. And then, you know, show that, you know, you're giving it your all. But if you're looking like you're, you're, you're there's no limp there and you're looking like you can play with the big boys, then you got to give more than 15 points in that. So, no, no, definitely no, uh, no pass for NB, no Mulligan for MB for me in this game seven.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Man, I think if you're out there, you got to show up. You're the MVP of the league. Yeah. You can't turn in a performance like that in a game seven. You got to give your team more. And even if you're having an off night, because sometimes, hey, the shots just aren't going in. But Mm -hmm. I didn't see any aggressiveness from him. I didn't see him calling for the ball, demanding the ball. I didn't see any of that. It looked like he was just okay with taking the butt kicking that the Celtics were giving him. So I agree with you, man. No pass at all. I do think a fresh coach, a new look, I do think that will be good for the organization. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see who they bring in there, though. They got to get the right person in there. Some of the names I've been hearing, I'm like, that's not really an upgrade from Doc.
1: No. They really no.
0: need to have an upgrade uh, if, mm-hmm. since they're making a change, but we'll keep our eyes on it, man. But now with the Celtics winning, it sets up a great matchup, <coughs> man. With your Miami Heat, yes, the so. Celtics rematch from last year's Eastern Conference yes, final, so. this is going to be a great series, man. This is going to be I a hope great so. series. I hope so. <laughs> um, As a Heat fan, K-Walk, if I just said to you, K-Walk, if the Heat are going to win this series, what are the two or three things that they need to do well? What would you say?
1: Uh, First, uh, just play the team defense, man. Team defense, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, try to contain Jason Tatum, Smart, uh, Brown. Uh, And those guys, as much as you possibly can, you're not going to stop all of them at the same time, but just contain them kind of like what what the Celtics Celtics did to the Sixers in game seven, you know, something to that in nature, if you can, Uh, if you can, you got to rebound, you got to out-rebound these guys, keep them off the boards, no second chance uh, points for these guys. These guys, meaning the Celtics, they tend to get a lot of second chance shots and that's because they're, they're shooting threes and you know, when, you know, when you're missing threes, They tend to, you know, deflect or reflect or uh, rebound, you know, all the way back out to the three-point line. So I think they have to box out and get on the boards on the defensive end for sure, and crash the boards on the offensive side uh, as well and get out on defense as well. So I I think those three things, you have to play a great team defense. Jimmy has to be Jimmy. Bam has to be Bam. Obviously, the role players, I mean, obviously they have to score the points. But those are the three things. I mean, I think definitely – have to play D they have to out rebound them and and Jimmy has to be Jimmy uh uh, for sure yeah I'll tell you the (laughs) thing
0: I love about the heat man is that they're not going to beat themselves like they're going to make you earn it where Mm -hmm. we see these other teams and kind of this the way they play they they give stuff up the heat are going to make you work for everything you know they're going to have a great game plan with, with Spoltra, Spolstra putting that together. So I, I love that about him. And, man, Jimmy Butler, like you said, I mean, for whatever reason it is, whatever yep. he goes to in these clutch moments, <laughs> man, he's been fantastic in the playoffs. So yeah, man, I, I can't wait for this one. Now, obviously, on the other side, Boston with, with Tatum yeah. and Brown. And I think most people, if they just looked at the rosters, would probably Amen. say – Boston has the better roster top to bottom. That doesn't mean they're going to win the series, though. To me, I I, I think Boston takes a lot of bad shots sometimes. I know they like to shoot a lot of threes, but to me, every three is not a good three. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to kind of watch that dynamic. I do think they have found something playing Williams and Horford on the court at the same time. time. They're awfully big, awfully long when they do that. Mm -hmm. Horford and Williams, two good defenders. And Horford, when he's hitting, can stretch the floor a little bit. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Hey, well, I'm not going to ask you to pick the series because sometimes you got to watch a game or two yeah, before you kind of get a feel. But, but just game one. Uh, obviously, game one's going to be in Boston. How do you see that one playing out? Who do you think walks away with game one?
1: Yeah, if the if the he can do everything, I just you know I mentioned in the beginning of the uh, of this of this particular segment. Um, I think that he can walk out. I think it can steal one. They can steal one. Will they? I don't know because you just don't know what Jason Tatum you're going to get. You know, yeah. you can get that 51 point Jason Tatum, or you can get that 12 point Jason Tatum. Yeah. And again, if the Heat can it can contain him, um, you know, and keep him to like 20 under 25 points, I think they have a really good shot at, at winning this, uh, winning their opening game um, or stealing one, if you will. And that, and that's what they go their goal is to to steal one, uh, to, you know, to gain, to gain the home court advantage. I think they're going to focus in on that. Um, the crowd's gonna be rocking. Yeah. Um, maybe we're we're hoping the Heat fans, we're hoping that the, the Celtics are tired emotionally yeah. from you know dealing with that seven-game series, tired physically, um, as well. Yeah, that um that Horford and Williams matchup, or not matchup, but um Collabo, if you will, like you mentioned, is gonna be very interesting. And but to always has a way of dialing up uh, you know, stuff to to combat that. So that's why I said you gotta hit the boards if you're the if you're the Heat. Um I say all that to say if both teams come out and execute their game plan, I think you got to give the edge to the South. So I just think they just have a little bit more on the offensive end than the uh, than the Heat. But you know, we've seen what the Heat can do as far as to eliminate their stars, the, the opposing team stars. You see in the first round against the Bucs with Giannis. They didn't really contain Jalen Brunson too much in that, that second series. But they did deta- they did take um they contained the, all the other guys and made them um try to beat you. So with that being said, I'm going I'll say that the Celtics in a in a close one, man, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat steals this one. Though. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree, man. I feel like this thing could go either way. You're right. Tatum you could get 50 point Tatum or that Tatum that missed goes like one for 16 in the first three quarters. Like you just (laughs) never know what's going to happen there. Uh, But, but I think it's going to be a great game and a great series for sure, man. So that, that's definitely going to be a fun one to keep our eyes on. Let's uh, let's go out West. And before we get into Lakers nuggets, Lakers eliminated the warriors, obviously Steph and those boys, you know, that the run is over for now is this the end of the warriors as we know them k walker do you think they have a chance to pony up and get back in it down the line or in the future
1: yeah i don't you know what jay it's hard for me to go against the warriors i went against the warriors in the first round against the kings they you know they they proved me wrong obviously i went against them and i mean and and well I, i went against the lakers the warriors didn't seem like they wanted to be there um I don't know, man. I just thought they would give a little bit more fight than that. And so with that being said, I know they were tired. I know they had to go through a lot, but a lot of other teams did too. The Lakers had to go through a lot more than they did to get where they're at. Uh, So... I, I'm not gonna count them out yet as far as end of a dynasty. I think they regroup or reload. I can't call a team like this to regroup. I think they reload, I think they get some key guys in here. They come back extra motivated, especially Klay Thompson, uh for real, because of the fact of the matter, I don't know where he was, yeah, what happened with him. I don't know if he was still in the boat from a cup from last year, you know, celebrating. <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. We we know about Jordan Poole and everything there, but uh yeah, I don't think it's end of a dynasty, man. I don't. I think they come back, they reload and they'll be one of the top teams in the West next year for
0: sure. Yeah, I think they're going to add some pieces. I think you're right. It's hard to count them out. I don't love the roster presently constructed. No, like, I think if they're going to come back with that same roster, I think the West will be too tough. But if they can add some yep. pieces, I think the Warriors could make another run at a title for sure. What That's do you think true. about Jordan Poole, man? I don't, man, he just, I don't like him, man. He annoys me. I think it, the thing that bothers me about him is that he plays like he's better than he That's is.
1: Right, yeah, like, he's I think he's, yep. a
0: good, he's a good, solid player. He's not Steph Curry. But they just gave this guy a ton of money yeah. and he was awful in the playoffs. Do you keep Jordan Poole? Do you try to move him? I mean, what do you do with
1: Jordan yeah. Poole? No, I think you try to move him, Jay. Cause I, like you mentioned, I, I was gonna use that same analogy. It's like he thinks he's better than he is, as we just same comment. Um, he got that deal, so he's kind of feeling himself. He got that bag, as yeah. as the young kids call it, you know, whatever they call it. Um, so that means he got he got paid, he got that money. I think you do move off of him. I think you can get something valuable from him, uh, for him, uh, uh, for sure. So I think it's something that they realize, especially in, in, in the heat of things and, and, and during the battle, you can't really count on him to to come up clutch. Uh, we've seen it in the first game. We've seen it throughout the series. I say they move on from him, Jay. I mean, you, again, you can get some quality players from, or a quality player, yeah. or something off of your bench. You can get something for him for sure. You may have to eat some of that contract, but nonetheless. It's Jordan Poole. You know, that name alone is going to attract a lot of people saying, yeah. okay, well, what do you want for Jordan Poole? And then, you know, they can, you know, say what they need for him or want for him there. But yeah, I think they I think they should move on from him for sure and use that, use him as that reloading, uh, that reloading aspect of uh, getting back to that their dynasty ways.
0: Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see a move move on from him as well. Okay, walk. Well, all right, let's talk about the Western Conference Final: Lakers Nuggets. This will be another good one, man. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the Nuggets have been good all year. I kind of overlooked them. I didn't watch them a lot this year. Yeah. I was like, eh, the Nuggets—they're the number one seed," but I don't really mm-hmm. think they're going to do a whole lot. But after watching them against Phoenix, this is a really good basketball yeah. team, man. They're deep. They have a good bench. This is a really good basketball team. Obviously, we know about LeBron and A D on the Lakers. Uh that th- that game tonight tips off 8.30, game one. Yeah. What's your feeling on this series, man? And 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 what do you what do you
1: think? Game one. How do you see that one going tonight? I'm gonna to give it to the Nuggets, man, because of everything you said. I mean, I think they're just really a really good basketball team and they're really deep as well. That bench is uh is huge. Um, you know, Joker is Jokic, of course. Uh, Jamal Murray's Jamal Murray. Aaron Gordon has been playing a lot better um, yeah. uh, as well. I really love his game. He's a really good complementary player to Murray and, uh, and Jokic um, uh, for sure. So I like, the, uh, I like the Nuggets tonight because they're home, but I think we're going to see. We're not, I'm not counting the Lakers out by any stretch. I think the Lakers are motivated. They're they're playing a lot better. They're they're rejuvenated. Um, we're going to see a rejuvenated AD. Because if we could do that, then you're going to it's not going to be easy for the Nuggets by any stretch. But I'm not going to go through the series right now. But just for tonight's game, I'm going to take the Nuggets only because they're home.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the the pace of play is going to be mm-hmm. big tonight. I, I really feel like Denver's going to try to run them out of the building. Uh, they've got the guys to do it. They've got the yeah. bench to do it. And ultimately, I think the pace of play in that high altitude, I don't know that LA is going to be able to run with them tonight. So I like Denver tonight too, but I don't know, man. I think it could be a good series. Like if AD plays the way that AD is capable of playing, then this thing could be really, really interesting. The thing about Joker, man, like, you know what you're getting with him every single Mm -hmm. night. He's really consistent. He's not going to be up and down and up and down. AD's got to match his performance every single night. If he can do that, that I think we got a really good series on our hands. But uh, but I'm with you, man. I like Denver tonight as well. Let's let's just kind of do a, a what if here, K-Walk. Um, and I didn't warn you about this. So, yeah. people, he, K-Walk's just going off the top here. But <laughs> let's what if this thing, K-Walk. What if the Lakers win the Western Conference Final? Wow. What if they go on to win another NBA championship? Wow. What if LeBron plays well? And he's like the finals MVP. That's five. That would be five championships for LeBron. For you, K Walk, does that open the door at all for the GOAT conversation as, as this man wins another one at 38? Or is that door just completely closed for you?
1: Yeah, I think it's completely closed for me. <laughs> you know what? E Scott, my host on, on, on our show on Wednesday nights, made a great point, man. It's like, I don't think you can. I don't think you convince can convince MJ uh, fans or the goat for the goat conversation. I don't think you can convince them that uh, LeBron's going to be the goat no matter what he does from here going forward, and vice yeah. versa, and, and yeah. likewise. I, I so I really don't think so. To my end, you know, I'm like he's absolutely right. There's nothing LeBron could do from this point where he can win three more right now at the age of 41. He can win one. And I still wouldn't give him the GOAT title because yeah. I'm just an MJ guy. <laughs> yeah. um, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. But um, for some of those who may have more of an open mind, Jay, yeah, they'll reopen those doors. They'll revisit it and say, well, he now has six. He now has seven or whatever the case may be. He has five. They brought a team. Um, they were in a play-in situation. They brought a seven seed. They went through the the East. Uh, they I mean they went through the West. You know they beat the the, the mighty Warriors. Yeah, they can use that yeah. argument. They can yeah. use all of that. I get it. They could throw that on his resume to make it you know look a little look a little more shiny uh, than it is, than it actually or than it actually is. You know. But um, no, Jay. So for me, I don't think there's anything that LeBron could do to uh to change my mind about who the goat is there's nothing he can do for me. yeah i'm with you uh, i'm in that same
0: boat that i don't think there's anything he can do that's going to change my mind right because to me it's more it's not just about points or championships right. there's more to just be to be in the goat in my opinion and, and right. for me that's mj all day now i agree with you though like for the LeBron people there's nothing he can't do to change the fact that they think he's the right now maybe for the people on the fence that are kind of teeter-tottering, maybe it opens the door, like you said, for them. But I think for, for true Jordan people that grew up when we grew up, K-Walk, I don't think there's anything LeBron can do. That's going to change that. I think it'd be, I mean, if he's playing as well as he is at the age of 38, Mm. if he wins another title, that's great, and it might make me like him
1: a little bit more. Yeah,
0: but, but it's not gonna make me uh, put him over MJ as the goal yeah. I liked
1: today. him a little bit this past off. I mean, this past postseason for for obvious reasons, you know, a certain certain uh, a, a a certain series they were in had me liking uh, LeBron this year. But <laughs> Jay, I'm going to tell you, like you know, if if LeBron would have won. A defensive player of the year award not just on all first team all defense but if he won a defensive player of the year award i would say i would put it i would i would be you know i would i would be on the fence with it but i just think that's what separates um mj from from lebron is that that defensive title that i mean that defensive um uh player of the year award that he won back in 1988 i just think that's something you don't you just don't see from your all-time greats, you know, doing it on both ends of the court and being recognized for it as well, not just, you know, first team defense, but the defensive player of the year award.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you, K-Walk, and, mm-hmm. and as good as MJ was on defense, I still don't think people give him his just due for how good of a defender he actually right. was, you know what right. I mean? He, like, he was the best defender in the league for multiple years, you yeah. know, like he wasn't just a guy that played good defense, exactly. he was the best defender in the league, but I think sometimes because offensively he was just so ridiculous it overshadowed how good he was on defense. So you're right. I do think like if, if people want to argue that the other stuff is even whatever you're right. I think the defense is where you would definitely see some separation between those yes. two guys. Mm-hmm. All right, good stuff, K. Walk. Uh, let's grab a break, man. We we knocked out a quick thirty minutes there. Let's yeah, yeah. um, let's grab a break when we come back, man. I want to talk about this young kid, Victor Wembanyama. the uh, The draft lottery is tonight, so we're going to see who gets the the first pick. And I mm-hmm. just want to get your like breakdown on what what you think this kid's going to be like in the NBA. So. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You guys are listening to The Sideline Speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. And we'll be back in just a minute. CampBlineman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs counter moves a little bit of everything polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began just come work on your craft once again camp you're inside never had it so good sports radio with princess cooper tim moore david the duck riley jason collins Shoshana cook Brittany jones travis mcgee eric scott and kevin walker we make it easy to talk sports All right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. Guys, don't forget, do us that subscribe button, hit that like and hit that share button. We're uh, we're trying to get this thing out to as many eyeballs as possible. You can also listen to us on Apple, Google and Spotify or, you know, if that's where you get your podcast. So check us out there as well. Uh, if you just if you love sports, this this is the show for you because we we just get into heavy sports talk. So do us a favor, like it, share it, comment. Uh, we appreciate anything you can do for the show. All right, K. Walk, we got the um, draft lottery tonight, man, and and mm-hmm. the consensus number one pick is, is Victor Wembanyama, seven yeah. foot four, seven foot five, nineteen year old kid uh this this guy they say he's the the best prospect since lebron james Mm -hmm. i've even heard people say if him and lebron were coming out in the same draft class it would have been close on who to take uh so i mean he's coming into the league with a ton of hype what do you think man what's his potential how do you feel about him and just kind of looking at highlights and watching him play how do you see victor Wimbignana playing out in the nba
1: yeah man, I think his game transitions very well to today's NBA, especially as a big man. I mean, we're talking 7-4 guy who can shoot, a guy who can handle the ball. I mean, it's just a guy that again, it's just it, he's just a perfect fit for the NBA right now. A lot of people say he's kind of light um, there, but you look look at KD. You know, um you know a lot of people want to compare him to well will he be the next stop porzingis but now nah, i don't think i, I we i could see where you can where you can um compare those two but i think he's he's um he's poised um he has all the the he does all the little things that you do the separation um his recovery as well even if he gets beat um his recovery is so um is, it's just so ridiculous and he has an eight uh an eight foot wingspan so i mean shooting over him is just ridiculous i mean you gotta yeah. and, and you gotta you gotta shoot from shoot at um you know from the uh from half court or from the logo while he's at the three-point line and you're still making it it but yeah i mean um just just a great ball handler great shooter uh, I just think that he's gonna have to work on his a game a little bit more, maybe get a little beefier, yeah. or just or just play a little play a little uh, heavier than he actually is, because you can do that without without actually beefing up. You know, you can make some of those uh, those moves. But watching him, Jay, uh, I just think that he has everything. You I know, mean, he's only nineteen years old, seven four, nineteen years old, eight foot wingspan, could handle the ball, uh, just phenomenal, man. I just I just want to see this kid uh, do well. Hopefully, he could stay healthy and he's in the right environment, and, um, and we can see what this kid is really capable of being.
0: Yeah, man, you know there's a, a, a few teams holding their breath tonight, yes. <laughs> hoping mm-hmm. that they get that number one pick. Cause this guy really could change your franchise. We've seen tall guys like seven foot four, seven foot five, but none of them have the skill set that this kid is coming into the league with. Uh, I mean, like when you think about KD, I mean, this guy is four to five inches taller than KD right. with right. a longer wingspan. <laughs> so, and 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 the skill level to go exactly. with it. So, I, I think that's man. That's That's going to be exciting. The thing that makes me a little bit nervous is kind of what you alluded to. His frame, he's very slight of frame. Now, he is only 19, so you would hope that he's going to be able to put a little bit of weight on. But we have seen guys with that build have some trouble with their feet have some trouble with their knees. I mean, even Chet Holmgren, we talked about him last year. He injures himself and and sits out a whole year. Not wishing any of that on this kid, like you said. Mm -hmm. I hope he can stay healthy. But the only thing that does worry me is, is, is his frame. He's so slight of build. Yeah. But on the other side of that, K-Walk, well, he's been playing professionally overseas. So yes. it's not like he's coming out of high school high or coming school, out of yeah. college. He's been playing against grown men. So I, I, I think that helps his transition into the NBA. So yeah. uh, there's going to be a, a really happy team in about an hour, man, when they find yeah, for out sure. uh, who, for sure. who gets that number <laughs> one pick. Speaking of players, man. Like the one thing I can say I've been super impressed with about this playoffs is that there is just a ton of talent in the NBA. We've seen a Mm -hmm. lot of great individual performances throughout these playoffs. And I wanted to get this question in last week when there were more teams available. But now that we're only down to four, K-Walk, I want to know who are the three best players still alive right now in the NBA playoffs. Like, if you could only choose three, who do you think the top three guys are still left playing?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we obviously we – t- we touched upon uh, three of these guys, uh, all three of these guys in some fa- uh, fa- form or fashion. And third guy, we'll go, and I'm going to start three and I'll go to one. I My man, Jimmy Butler, man, I just think what he's done with this team and how he's, you know, willed this team, if you will, to, to the point where they're at. No one saw this, including myself, and I'm a diehard Heat fan – I didn't see this coming, especially the way they entered into the playing game. They lose to, uh, they lose to Chicago. No, no, I'm sorry. They lose to Atlanta. And then they were down, I don't know how how much they were down, like uh, six, seven, like three minutes to go in that game, I think in that series against Chicago. They found a way to win that game. Then they go into the number one again against the number one team, you know, where you're led by Giannis, number one seeded team. They won that first game. It's like, okay, they could do something here, you know, maybe make some noise. Maybe they'll win maybe in six. You know, they'll they'll push it to six, maybe seven. And then they go out and beat them 4-1. And now it's like, and you see what Jimmy did in that in that series alone, and then what he did, obviously, in the in the next series. So um, everything that he's done, just um, you know, just willing his team, you know, from, um, from a mental standpoint, you know, obviously he's going out there hurt with the ankle and still um building these guys confidence, man. And, and he's just saying, you know, this is what we're about. So Jimmy Butler for that. Jason Tatum, I I gave, I put Jason Tatum here. I I just didn't think anyone else, because it's at his performance, I guess his, since his last performance at 51 point performance it stuck out to me most. And I know he's capable of doing that night in and night out. And that's why it's frustrating to watch him, especially if you're a Celtics fan, because when you see him go one for 14 up to that point that he just takes off after that point, um, so uh yeah Jason Tatum is the second guy. I just think, you know, he's got to stop looking for fouls so much when he goes to the basket. That's his only problem. That's the only problem I have with him, but he has all the tools uh to be one of the best, if not the best player in the league. Yeah. And I think that number, the number one guy is is Nikola Jokic. I mean, I mean just think that you know, finished second in the MVP race, two-time defending two, two-time defending uh MVP champion before uh, this past season and what he did and up to this point, what he did, what he made um, how he made DeAndre Ayton look was just ridiculous. It's like a man amongst boys or a man amongst a boy. So, yeah, Nikolai Jokic um, gets it for me. So I got Butler, Tatum, and, and Jokic. Yeah, way. man, I
0: got the same three. i am I'm, I'm going to flip Butler and Tatum, though. Okay. I'm going to
1: put Butler okay. at two,
0: only because of the consistency factor, right? Butler has okay. gone out and okay. done it to me a little bit more consistency tatum obviously had that lights out game in game seven which was Mm -hmm. huge but he's put a couple games out there throughout these playoffs that have mm, haven't been great so just from the consistency factor i'm going to take butler uh over tatum but i got got the same three guys as you do how close was ad to breaking into your top three i've heard some people say that they felt like he's been the best player in the playoffs so far i was like "Mm, i maybe i missed Something. was
1: ad close at all to breaking into your top three no he wasn't i had um i think i would have put uh LeBron there before before i put ad there okay. i just think that ad ad is ad we we know what ad is capable of and that's why we a lot of people get frustrated with ad because of the fact that the matter we know what he's capable of but he's just never healthy enough so um i'm that's why i no, he wasn't close to breaking my top i didn't have a top five, but I did. If you just just posing this question, I would have had LeBron before AD yeah, though for sure in yeah. the top three. Yeah, my
0: issue with AD man, and maybe maybe that's just how he looks, but to me sometimes it doesn't look like he plays hard, and that right. just bothers me. Right. Like when you're that talented, when you have that kind of skill, when you're that big, and it just feels like you're not necessarily playing hard. That just bugs me. I know he's had some really good games. I know he's playing outstanding defense. He's rebounding the ball well, but I just think he's got to be more consistent if the Lakers are going to make a serious yeah. run. AD is going to have to be great every single night. And for me, he just hasn't done that up to this point. So we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, we'll see how he shows up tonight, but I, I just would like to see some more consistency yeah, sure. out of AD going forward. All right, man, let's shift gears a little bit here. Um, we've been talking basketball all night and, Obviously, the NFL schedule came out this week, and it's always fun to kind of take a look at that and look at some of the matchups. But if we're just talking about week one, K-Walk, which we've got some nice games in week one, um, what game are you most interested in or what game are you most excited about seeing uh, when that week one NFL schedule does finally kick off?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think week one, obviously, my 49ers at, at at the Steelers. I mean, as of right now, I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. So, I, I, obviously, at that point, we'll, we'll know who the starting quarterback will be. But, obviously, for, you know, for the for obvious reasons, uh, the 49ers at Steelers, which is a 1 o'clock game. But, yeah, there's two other. I could pick between – one of the, I could just, just put my finger on one of these Jay, So I, I, I layered it down to two of these games. Um, I just think it's, and and the NFL got it right by putting him on primetime as well. And that's Cowboys at Giants. On, uh, it's a Sunday night game. Yeah. Um, I want to see this game more so from a Giants stand, New York Giants standpoint, than a Cowboys standpoint. Because the, so what we talked about, um, you know, sometime back right after the draft and the offseason acquisitions that both of these teams made. Some didn't make them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to see what the Giants look like, and if the Cowboys think that they could stand, they, they could stand pat and still make some noise in the in, in the NFC East and then the NFC as well. Um, so at that game alone, I want to see what the Giants are going to look. The Giants made some interesting, um, some interesting moves and some um, some big time picks uh, as well. They gave Daniel Jones that money, uh, so I want to see if he can live up to that. So uh, the Cowboys at Giants uh, that Sunday night game. It's definitely on my radar. And then we got the Bills at Jets. We got uh, Josh Allen and you yes. know, all the and around, you know, going against the, the all the hype surrounded by Aaron Rodgers and then and the Jets organization and what they're and what they're about. And the Jets right now are, in a lot of people's minds, are Super Bowl contenders. And we, a lot of people's minds, the, the Bills are the Super Bowl contenders, are Super Bowl contenders as well. And these are both in-division rivals um, as well. So it's um, going to be very interesting to see these two games, man, especially. Uh, but if I had to only pick one of these, it would be the Bills-Jets because of the Aaron Rodgers and the and the Josh Allen um The Josh Allen matchup, and let's see if the Jets um, are going to be able to live up to the hype. I, I don't know. Uh, right now, I, I'm, I'm taking the Bills in this one, even though the Jets are home. I know it's early, ladies and gentlemen. I know we got what six, seven months, whatever it is, but right now, just what they're on paper, man. But you, you never know. But I, I'm looking forward to that one for sure.
0: Yeah, man, that's the one I had circled as the game that I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to. I think that's the Monday night game, right? Is Monday that the night Monday game. Night game? Is. Yeah. So that's going to be a good one just because like you said man the Bills are going to be a good football team I don't think there's any question about that right. but then all the hype around the Jets Aaron Rodgers I just think mm-hmm. that's definitely one to look forward to I mean Jets fans have been saying oh we're, we're just a quarterback away we got a mm-hmm. roster we're just a quarterback exactly. away so exactly. now let's see let's find <clears throat> out if you were just a quarterback mm-hmm. away so that's definitely one of them I wrote down a couple other ones man I think the Bengals and the Browns might be an interesting one okay. as well okay. Okay. Um, division game that's always a good little rivalry mm-hmm. so that's one I'm kind of looking forward to and then I also I don't know if this will be a great game but I, I, I'll have my eye on it Texans Ravens just because I want to see Lamar, Lamar Jackson you okay. know, he got okay. signed he got paid yep. <laughs> I want to see what Lamar can do <laughs> and then obviously the young quarterback for the Texans as well CJ Stroud yep. Nice yeah. to see if he's a starter from day one and kind of what he looks like as well. So that'd be a fun game to watch, but I agree with you. You're right. I think Bills, Jets, that's the marquee game of week one. So yeah, good sure. stuff there, K-Walk. All right, man, when it's only a two, two-man crew, we kind of roll through the list pretty quickly. No, so right,
1: right. <laughs> it's time for
0: uh, K-Walk's one ticket. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to turn it over to you, man, and see what you got for me tonight
1: on this one ticket. All right, man. I I hope I get you on this one, man. I I'm, this one is uh, I try to I try to put all four uh, major major sports here. But the first one we're gonna go with the uh, the immaculate uh, reception. Uh, for for some of you who've been living under the rock uh, under a rock, um, that's the uh, Franco Harris catch against the Raiders back in 1972. Maybe you weren't living under a rock. Maybe you're just too young to to recall that. But it's called the immaculate reception. Uh, also the 1979 national championship men's Ooh. national championship between Indiana state and Michigan state, uh, Larry bird versus magic Johnson, man, Michigan state wins that one 75 64. Then we got the, uh, the play, the Cal versus the uh, Stanford versus Cal game back in 1982, yep. where the band came on the field, the uh, Stanford was up and then, uh, uh cow wins you know, because of the bands on the field so they wind up winning uh 25 20 and then the last one man this is for for me and you and that's for the uh that's uh mj man mj in his last and sh- jump shot to win his sixth and uh final nba championship in 1998
0: Man, these these are good, K. Walk. These are tough, man. Because when you think about the immaculate reception, Franco yeah. Harris, a Penn State guy, I was kind of I was kind of <laughs> that That's such an iconic play. There's a lot yes. of controversy even around that play. Did he catch it? Did it hit the ground? Was it a legal play? Because I think back then the rules were a little different that the ball couldn't deflect all. It it Mm -hmm. was just a weird rule back then. So some controversy there. Then when you think about Bird and Magic, man, just kind of like what that game meant and how it kind of just spiraled into their NBA rivalry and everything like that, that would have been amazing. The Stanford-Cal game, I mean, that's iconic. I can still see that thing right. in my head. the band is on the, the field wonder, like you can yeah. still see that in your head right <laughs> now man but when you had to throw MJ out there it's just it's just so hard not to pick MJ man I remember exactly where yep, I
1: was me too
0: when MJ hit that shot exactly like sitting in fact fr- see mm-hmm. myself like sitting in front of like I, I remember exactly where I was man so I gotta I gotta go with MJ. If I could have been in the arena on that night in Utah, fans heated, hating MJ, and then yep. for him to just silence everybody with that sweet jumper. I think that's the ticket I'd have to cash in, man. So give me MJ on that one.
1: Yeah, as I was making these up, Jay, or or creating these, I was saying, which one am I gonna pick? And I and I think I, I saved the best for last. I'm gonna go with you here, man, because as you were. As you remember, I I remember exactly where I was at when he hit that. And I just remember that last what 41 seconds I think it was, that sequence that led up to that that yeah. uh, the one where he uh he came out of the timeout and just went right to the basket, gets the layup, right? Yeah, gets the yep. layup. Yeah, you know, and then it comes back down and then uh Malone has the ball and he he kind of, you know, he doesn't really Go all the way, he stays right there, and knocks the ball out of his yeah. hands, and then and then that's it takes place. They don't call timeout. I'm yelling timeout, I'm yelling timeout, time out, time out. But Phil's like, nah, we were good. And I uh, just remember that shot of him just standing there, man. I just remember exactly what happened there. So yeah, they're definitely gonna go with that one. So uh so good stuff there, Jack. yeah. That's man, that's cool. good stuff, and you're
0: right, man. People don't give MJ enough credit about the uh, whole sequence, right? Could, go yeah. get the layup. Yep. And then to come back and make the great defensive play, secure the steal, <laughs> not give the ball up and then nope. come down and hit the shot. Man, that's that's a heck of a sequence when you really stop and think about it. I know everybody gets caught up with the jumper. right? It doesn't happen with those uh, unless those other two plays happen before. Exactly. so, yeah, man, that's that's big time for sure. Uh, all right, man, let's uh, let's get into our rants. K-Walk, we kind of kind of blew through the list, man. A lot of great stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, every week we we like to do a little rant here. You get one minute on the clock just to kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about. Could be positive, could be negative, uh, could be just whatever's on your heart. So you get one minute to just give your rant. Hey, well, man, I guess I'll start with you tonight. What you got for
1: us? <laughs> <laughs> make it easy for you. Just make it easy yeah. for you. Um, yeah, you know, I think the easy one to go with is uh, John ja Moran. But you know, so many people for so many different things from so many different people, and, and ultimately, you come back down to the same common common denominator is what are you thinking? You know, what are you doing? I've heard so many great ones. Um, I think ones that stood out for me was. Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Brown, Kwame Brown, excuse me. I, I liked his rant, and there was a, a couple other people, but his his rant was good. So I'm, a, I'm gonna stay away from that because I don't think I can do, my rant could do any justice to, to all those guys. Um, but yeah, just get, just get your head right, brother. For, yeah. you know, for sure, man. I mean, yeah. stop trying to be something you're not. But I'm going to go with uh Brittany Griner. I'm going to go on a positive note here. I'm going to go with Brittany Griner back in the WNBA, play the preseason game. So she's looking to, to get back. I'm she's with my Phoenix Mercury man, and um, I'm looking forward to, to the NWNBA uh season starting up with the Brittany Griner. See how you know, I know it's going to. Um, you know, I thought, you know, it seemed like she was in there a lot longer. I know she'll tell you it was a lot longer. It seems like a lot longer, of course, but you know, uh, a year removed, um, it seemed like it was a lot longer than that because of the circumstances, but, um, I think she's going to get right back into it. So I'm looking forward to seeing Britney Griner the WNBA, my Phoenix Mercury getting back up there and hopefully they you know they can uh, they can win the title this year. But I think with the uh with the motivated, extra motivated Britney Griner, I think the Phoenix Mercury and and then the WNBA, a lot of eyes are going to be on them and rightfully so, not just because of Britney Griner. It's just because it's a sport that has to have uh eyes on them uh, for for obvious reasons. Just just great, uh just, just great stuff there. So, um, looking forward to the WNBA season for sure.
0: Yeah, man, no, that's a great one, and I think that kicks off. Is that I think they kick off this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah Friday yeah. night, 11 p.m. I think. Of course. On ESPN. I think yeah, it kicks of off, so I'm definitely going to lock in and, and check that mm-hmm. one out as well. So, yeah, that's good stuff, man. It's great to, great to have Brittany Griner back. Um, real quick, man, before I hit mine, you you did kind of bring up John ja Morant. And I don't even want to like go on and Mm -hmm. on about this kid because it's just, you know, hopefully like he can get his mind right and just kind of get back on track or whatever. But were you surprised? Like, I mean, after the first incident happened, he came out, he he made the apology. He said he was, you know, trying to get things right. Were you surprised when this next video surfaces not, you know, that much longer than than the last would happen?
1: Yeah, Jay, very surprised. I mean, even if this happened like four or five years down the road, just for it to happen again is just just, just dumb, um, to be honest with you. You know, you come out and you say that, you know, you're going to work on yourself. You're going to work on to be a better person. You're going to you're going to work on and show everybody who you truly are. Um, so I guess you did that. I guess you did that. I guess you <laughs> yeah. showed who you truly are. Yeah. And a lot, and again, a lot of people were saying so many different things, and I'm going to just just, just repeat or echo a lot of stuff that we've already heard. But yeah, man, you you just got to be smarter, um, you know, with the uh, with the people you surround yourselves. I mean, you got so much money on the table, man, so much guaranteed money on the table, and to show guns, it's it's not a, a it's not a. a, a um, it's it's not a funny thing, man. And then you're right. not that guy, man. You're 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 <laughs> no. not that guy. You're just no. not that guy. I know you want to be that guy. You may want to pre- portray yourself as being that guy, but you're not. And even if you are, let's just say for argument's sake, you are. Why do you want to be that guy? Why do you want to be that guy? Look what you have so much promised to you already, and now you're losing deals. You're losing money slowly but surely. If you keep going down this route, man, um, you know ultimately you're gonna you're gonna be you know. Making videos about robbing people. That's that's how your money, that's <laughs> yeah. how you're gonna be making your money, brother. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just the, the the that's in the grand scheme of things. That's where you that's the road that you're heading down. And these guys that you're surrounding yourself um with is just no help to you, bro. I mean your PR sis, your PR. I want to hear about his PR people and how they how they spend this, Jay. You know, what can he do? Can he say? What can he say to come back from this? I don't know. Do I want to hear it? No, I don't want to hear, especially I don't want to see it on camera. Just just Put a statement out through your PR people, your your professional PR people, that is, not these guys that are showing them the video in the cars and the clubs or anything like that, because I don't know how he can come back from this, Jay. And if if he gets suspended for an entire year, I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be too light to be honest with you but I think he needs at least a year off with no absolutely zero pay absolutely zero pay um, for sure because I think you know if he starts to see that his livelihood is being taken away from him and and the way he pays his bills and take care of these guys or his family if he sees that being taken away from him for at least a year he'll start to see the severity of it if he hasn't already man it's just ridiculous
0: yeah man unfortunately that's the only way that you can kind of get to these guys like when you got that kind of money like the only way Mm -hmm. to get a wake-up call is when they take take the sport away from you and Mm -hmm. they don't allow you to play anymore then okay now now that's a wake-up call I mean but the thing is like you don't get to be a guy like John Morant without putting in a tremendous amount of work you know a tremendous Mm -hmm. amount of practice and then to have the world at your fingertips basically to have you know be able to have whatever you want pretty much and then to just kind of be throwing it all away, just being stupid. Like I, I, I don't understand the K walk, but it's rough, rough. hopefully man, this is the time that maybe the light bulb comes on from him. He figures it out. Uh, but man, I, I was, I was surprised, man. I thought, yeah. you know, it happened once they kind of gave him a slap on the wrist yeah. You would think that would have been enough for him to say, okay, mm-hmm. I need to get, I need to get it together. But then to go ahead and repeat the same mistake, I don't even, even kind of worse this time, yeah. Yeah. And the first time it's like, what is this guy thinking about? But you're right. Where is his PR? Who is leading this guy? Like, I mean, he's got to get some of the right people in his corner, man. So it's going to be interesting, K-Walk. You said a year. I mean, it'll be very interesting if they put a year suspension on him. That's going to be hard to come back from, man. Yeah, for sure, man. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. My rant is about James Harden, man. You went positive with Brittany Garner. (laughs) I'm going negative, K-Walk. This guy, man. I mean, at some point, like he was absolutely horrible in game seven. I mean, and at some point I said it about Doc Rivers earlier. Maybe you just have to face the music of this is who you are. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. you're not a great player. You're obviously a great scorer, obviously a great offensive skill set. Nobody's going to argue that. But when the money is on the line, James Harden, we have just seen you choke. And I hate to even use the word choke. I won't use the word choke. We've seen you come up short too many times. We've seen it in Houston on multiple occasions. Now we're seeing it here in Philly in a game seven, a huge game for the franchise. You don't even score in double digits. You're tripping over your own feet. You're throwing the ball out of bounds and not not even to say that because everybody has a bad game but mm-hmm. the lack of effort the lack of heart the lack of desire to just compete is what was most disappointing for me james harden come on man you're you're yeah. a good you're a great basketball player you got to start showing up in some of these big moments man that was absolutely embarrassing
1: For sure. Well said, Jay. Well said. Yeah, man.
0: That was that was a rough one. Um, (laughs) all right, man. Let's go to who's balling. Let's let's get let's get back on the positive (laughs) before before we get out of here. Every week, man, we want to (laughs) shout out a team, a player, a coach, Mm -hmm. someone that's just been absolutely getting it done. We call it our who's balling segment. K Wall, who you got this week? Who's balling?
1: Well, we know who's not going to be on this segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers, man. I, I think, you know, what they've done. And again, as I mentioned, we mentioned earlier throughout the show, what the road that they took to get here. And I'm so I guess I could throw my heat in there as well, but I'll give it to, I'll give it to the, uh, the, the Lakers on this one right now uh, because they, they're playing tonight. That's the only reason why I'm giving it to the Lakers over my heat tonight. But, the Los Angeles Lakers, seventh seed, um, play-in game. Um, they beat the Grizzlies. Uh, they 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 wound up beating the Kings or or the Kings, and then they they beat the uh, the uh, the Grizz- Don't know. I'm lying. I'm sorry. I forget who they played. They played the Grizzlies. Then they played the Warriors. So uh, the Grizzlies and Warriors. Sorry, I got my teams mixed up there. But um, nonetheless, they're here. Um, AD is also playing well. He's staying healthy and he's being aggressive um, as well. And then you got some of these um, kids that are coming off of the bench that are making some noise. So they're playing complete, um, uh, complete basketball right now. And shout out to the Darwin Ham uh, for sure. I don't think he's getting a lot of recognition for what this team and what he's how he's coached this team. I know he's got some superstars and maybe he's overshadowed by LeBron and and AD and those guys. But I think he's done. He's done a phenomenal job. Of getting these guys together at the right time, having them play with so much confidence and cohesiveness as well. And I mentioned some of those guys Patrick Beverly, uh, uh, was it uh, Walker, the fourth? These guys the unit, i didn't even—I never heard of. Well, Patrick Beverly, obviously, but I'm talking about Walker the Ford. Yeah. These guys you didn't—you haven't heard of before. Um, not Patrick Beverly, but uh, I forget who all the the other guy is. I forget it. It was nonetheless. Um, but nonetheless, they're playing great ball. Um, they're in, they're in a position to get to uh, the NBA Finals. Um, they play tonight, and we, we're going to see you know what they look like. But shout out to the Lakers led by Coach Dorian Ham. They are yeah, absolutely man. balling. Yeah, no, you're right, man. And i that's a good
0: shout-out for Dar- Ham because sometimes I think he does get overshadowed by LeBron and AD. And I think he's done a great job. Like, there's something about these coaches that will challenge their players and hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a ton of them in the NBA. I think too many of these NBA coaches kind of yeah. placate to their stars. No, you know, they don't want to mm-hmm. say anything, but I've seen Ham hold them accountable. Your guy, yeah. Eric Smolstra. I mean, yep. he doesn't let nothing slide <laughs> at all. Um, and, and there's a reason why those organizations mm-hmm. are winning. So that's a great yeah. call, man, because Ham mm-hmm. has, has been, uh, yeah. I think he's underrated the way that he's kind For of sure. handled this team. And sure. I, I got to go Tatum. I know it's an obvious okay. one, but the way that he performed in that game seven, when, when yeah. everything is on the line, uh, it was just phenomenal. I mean, he mm-hmm. the, he was unstoppable, especially coming off of a game six where he didn't really heat up until yeah. the fourth quarter. And then to bring that with him into game seven – one of the best performances we've seen in a game seven in NBA history. So I got to give it to Jason Tatum, man. He was absolutely balling. Um, All right, K-Walk, man. We did it in 60 minutes tonight. That that was perfect, man. (laughs) Two-man show. So it it goes a little bit quicker. Uh, Mm -hmm. Britt will be back next week, obviously, guys. So, you know, tune in next week. Brittany will be here. But before Mm -hmm. we go... Okay, walk. Well, let the people know where they can find you, and then also, man, if there's just anything you're
1: looking forward to this week. Yeah, man. I mean, you could um, find me on uh, uh, um, Instagram, kevinwalker Walker one four two. Twitter one uh, Kevin Walker one four two. Facebook Kevin Walker. Um, Wednesday nights, um, you catch me wrong. Well, never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Um, on those links I mentioned, uh, will be our our our, our, our uh, for our live a uh, live. Uh, uh, a live showing And uh, you can catch the replay On you know Spotify, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio All that good stuff guys Again, it's Sports Talk With K-Walk and E. Scott Or Never Had It So Good Sports Media Catch us there at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, for sure. Uh, what I'm looking forward to, um, I guess we, we, we talked about it, Jay. We talked about the, uh, you know, obviously the NBA uh, yeah. the conference finals. We talked about WNBA. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, and, and some baseball as well, man. So it's that time of the year where, you know, things are getting, you know, a little thin uh, from a sports yep. standpoint. But, yep. but it's more about the quality than the quantity at this point. So I'm definitely going to be diving into every little thing, if you will, for sure.
0: Yeah, man, that that's the truth. I, I'm right there with you. A lot of basketball. You're right. Things are getting thin. I I, I was watching the LPGA this weekend a little bit. A little bit of women's golf. I know tennis. there's I know there's some track and field coming up this weekend. You'll probably tune into some of that. Uh, but yes, yeah, but all good stuff, man. All yeah. good stuff. Uh, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on. TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. So so check me out there. And then also hit that subscribe button, The Sideline Speaks. Again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So check us out there as well. And tell a friend. Let them know we're out here. We're trying to grow this show, trying to grow the channel. So anything you can do to help, we certainly appreciate it. So for uh, Kevin Walker and Jason Collins, we are The Sideline Speaks. We'll be back live next Tuesday at 7 p.m., Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You're you're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, man. Good stuff. Okay, well...